Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Citizens Advisory Podcast presented by the Citizens Advisory of Pennsylvania. I'm Jess Stalnecker, Executive Director, and I'm back from a family vacation here with our second Vice President, Amy Carroza. Amy and Ben did a great episode uh, last week on inappropriate books in school while I was away. Go take a listen if you haven't already. That was episode 15. Um, today, we want to do things a little bit differently. Um, I sent my children back to school yesterday. I think, Amy, your kids go back when next week? The Tuesday after Labor Day, actually. Oh, no, you guys still have a whole new, a whole other we week. Um, but it, regardless, back to school is here or it's coming very quickly. And so what we wanted to do is we wanted to have kind of a mom-to-mom conversation um, and talk about some of the frequently asked questions we've been getting when it comes to going back to school. Um, we did the episode on our opt-out form. That was episode 14. You can go check that out in our um, on our channel. But along with that opt-out, we get questions because it's never really, um, you know, a guarantee that the school is going to cooperate the way that they should. And so a lot of questions come along with that opt-out form and just going back to school in general. So we hope you enjoy this episode. We hope we can give you some direction and answer some of those frequently asked questions that you have as parents um, and that this will be a resource for you. So um, the first question, we're going to jump right in because I think that this is a really important topic, is what if my school does not accept my opt-out? Um, so first of all, Amy, like what, what do you see as the purpose of the opt-out in general? I mean, we're doing this kind of as a way to set something straight with the school, but do we expect that they're going to fully cooperate all 100% of the time? No, like I think what what we have to do is we have to look at this as like the opt out form is the first step in letting the school know that you have rights as a parent and your student has rights and you were exercising these rights. The school honestly doesn't have a choice. They can't say we're not accepting your opt out. They have to um, because it's by law a parent is allowed to opt student their child children out of various things that they don't uh, agree with uh, religiously, politically, uh, morally, that we have that right in Pennsylvania and we have that right federally. So this opt-out notice, it, it, it sort of should be looked at as the first step in notifying your school that you are aware that you have of rights and your children have rights. And it's basically, it's not meant to be like a combative, um, you know, we're going to sue you. It, it's something that you need to work with your school with because most, a lot of these school districts probably have never even seen something. If they've seen an opt-out, it, it was probably very small. It was, it maybe was a consent form that, that a parent sent back that they didn't consent to something. This opt-out form is probably going to be the first that a lot of districts are seeing. I mean, it was out last year, but I don't know how many um, actually took advantage of it. I think this year, more parents are going to be utilizing it. So we're probably going to get a lot of questions and you are going to get a lot of questions perhaps from your, your administration, um, the superintendents, perhaps even some teachers will come back to you. So in that case, you just have to be willing to engage and work with your school and, and letting them know if they need more information, what it is that you are, are opting your, your child out of. 
Right. And so I think, again, because that was kind of my concern. I'm like, oh, like, and I know a lot of the teachers in my district, and I'm, I'm looking at this from like a former educator perspective. If I saw something like this, I might feel really overwhelmed. Like I might be like, oh my gosh, do I have to like, where do I put this kid if I'm going to talk about something, you know? And again, a lot of this stuff is not necessarily something that the the, the teachers are like, oh, right now I'm talking about social, I'm, I'm doing something with social emotional learning. A lot of times it's integrated into the curriculum. So I think that the biggest thing here in our recommendation, especially to parents as an organization would be to like engage your school and kind of go through an interactive process in a cooperative manner. Like, like Amy said, like it doesn't really do anybody any good to be combative right off the bat. Um, a lot of times these schools are going to be like, what the heck is this? And what does it mean? And they might kind of put their, like, you know, their radar up and be like, oh, like, you know, so you might get like an email back. That's maybe even a little snarky. I mean, I could definitely see some districts doing something like that, but if you think that they're really trying to understand and they're acting in good faith, then it's going to take some work on your part to really understand, um, you know, they should invite you in to look at some of the curriculum and some of the things that might you might be concerned about. Their requests, though, should be reasonable. Like they can't ask you to come in and read 3000 pages of a book. You know, their request should be reasonable. It is a balancing act, really. Like if the school is playing games on purpose, then it's probably maybe time to contact us. Um, but, you know, if you really think that they're acting in good faith, they're trying to understand what you want your child opted out of, they're trying to understand your rights, then you need to continue on that process with them to engage and, and to try and work out, you know, something that works for everyone. Um, I will say this. Once harm occurs, though, like if they, you know, they know they've received the opt out, which is why certified mail is so important, right? They can't deny that they haven't received it. But once harm occurs and they know they've received that opt out and they haven't followed it, that's when you can pursue like legal options and legal in inquiry. But up to that point, you really do have to kind of engage back and forth with the district. That is our recommendation. Um, and I think, you know, as parents, as moms, like we're willing to do those things, knowing that this is something that schools and teachers may not have ever seen before. Yeah. And I just wanted to add on, like, for instance, I know that some um, school districts, uh, we did a whole podcast on surveys. I know that some districts were, were doing uh, surveys in the school and some teachers were taking it upon themselves to just um, offer surveys as part of the like classroom curriculum. And part of it could be that they honestly just forgot that there are certain surveys that aren't really legal to ask children without parental consent. This kind of thing, having an opt-out will just trigger and, and or perhaps enlighten if they if the teachers were never you know told like you can't ask certain questions on the survey i think it's just a, a way of educating everyone that hey this doesn't belong in a public school system you know you can't ask these kinds of questions without parental consent or you can't ask these kinds of questions at all right. so it's just kind of an education tool for um of, of, you know, for parents, but also for teachers and administration that just might not be as familiar with what laws are out there protecting parents and, and what laws are out there protecting students. It's just a, maybe a reminder. I think that that's such a good point too, because like we are 
that's our name, right? We're like citizens advisory. Like we're not trying to be combative with these schools. Like it's not our goal at all. We really want to cooperate and really make a better environment for our kids and to, to make sure that their rights and our rights as parents are upheld. And so it is really important to understand that that's our goal is not to be again, like we're on the same team, so to speak, you know, we want, we want everybody to be working together for that common goal of having like an excellent education, but also like, you know, making sure that parents do have the final say in what their kids are learning, what their students are, are being subjected to. So are sub- subject to. So um, the next one is kind of a little, sim- but we've had, we've had this happen is um, what if a teacher has political activist material in the classroom? I know you and I have both. Um, had experiences with this so yeah I know that um I believe we saw even last year a couple Facebook posts and I know that I remember seeing perhaps some teachers even just during um back to school night and meet the teacher night you can sometimes see if there's you know political flags or a lot of times it'll be like maybe the LGBTQ pride flag or a black lives matter flag or um and the teachers aren't necessarily, they might not even be activists. It's just, they're, they're thinking, well, this is, you know, a welcome all sign. And, right. but legally they cannot be doing that. They cannot have that in the classroom. So if you would happen to, to see that, and I mean, ideally you would want to, um, you know, take a picture to, if you, if you would think that you would, they wouldn't, but they would deny it, that it's, existed but if even if not I think the best the first course would be to just notify the if you feel comfortable notifying the teacher if not the teacher then the uh, principal or the superintendent um, or the school board you know or all the above but just letting them know that that's not um, allowed that's not legally allowed and I think it 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 falls under the same um, parent people was that the one that that Ben said that yes, under the- yes it's the protection of people rights amendment or PPRA so it's that federal law that provides certain rights for parents of students um, regarding these types of things there's a, there really should not be any like political propaganda going on um in the um in the public school and I think that that's the thing too Amy and you know, you said like, it could be the LGBTQ flag that, you know, the, the rain, whatever, um, the black lives, but and honestly, sometimes I really do think that these are just trying, their, their teachers are trying to signal inclusivity, right? Like you're all exactly. welcome here, those types of things. So, I mean, they're not really necessarily flying Trump flags, but we would say the same for that. Like politically yeah. speaking, like, you know, and as an apolitical, non-political organization, like we, those things just don't belong, period. No matter yes. what side of the aisle, no matter what political party, no matter you know what it it stands for, it still doesn't belong, period. And so no, I didn't need to make that clear. I also think that you you just reminded me, Jess, like a lot of schools, some schools even have a flag policy. So if you go to the district, if you see any flag other than the American flag being flown, and you know, even if it's the police one, you know, blue lives matter or the you can go, go to your district and look up their flag policy. If they don't have a flag policy, um, it wouldn't matter. But I mean, they might actually have a flag policy where they're listing what flags are allowed. And sometimes during um, special 
circumstances, they might like say, oh, well, we're flying the city flag because we're talking in civics about, right. you know, local government or something like that. But look at look first at the flag policy too. Like it's really important um, as we're going through even the opt-out form, um, the flag policy, like get familiar with your district's website and your district's policies, because a lot of times you can find the answers before you start to freak out, you might be able to find like, oh yeah, they definitely are. And, and that's better if you can already be armed with the knowledge of what your district allows before even presenting your district with this problem, then, you know, you can say you're violating your own policy here. You right. know, it's helpful. It is. That's super helpful. Great point. Um, so the next one, um, we all get, I think I always joke that students are, no, not students, parents have more homework the first week of school than the students do, right? Like we get all the forms and all the things we have to fill out, right? Um, this is a good one because I've never really thought about this before, but you are the one who reminded me, Amy, that I don't necessarily have to sign off on that student handbook if I do not agree with certain things that are listed in there. Like we at Crestwood have a transgender policy that I personally do not agree with. And again, I, I don't have anything against people, individuals as a person, but when it affects my children and when the policy allows for people to use the facility of their gender identity, um, I have a problem with that. I'm not signing off on that. So um, we talked with our legal, with Ben this morning, everybody knows Ben, um, with our uh, law and strategy uh, guru. And um, he reminded us that we could just simply strike something out if we don't agree with it and initial next to it. And that could be the the uh, the way we get around um, signing. But I know that you just flat out refuse to sign. Yeah, well, I'll, um, I'll tell you a quick little story. I'm friends with a priest and he used to be a cop and he's actually very familiar with the constitution, parent, parental rights. He told me, and, and this goes back a, while, a ways because I believe his child is now like um, in their twenties. Uh, he said he never, he never signed any anything that the school sent home that had to do with agreeing to their policies. And he said, it's because that there's nothing that I have to sign that would prevent them from providing my child a fair and free education because they're, it's a public school. And he, he said that there were numerous trips that he would have to take uh, into the school and explain this. And eventually they stopped harassing him for turning in the handbook. And I remembered that when I got the handbook last year and Every other year, I'm going to be honest, I just signed it, didn't even read it, and sent it back. Um, at the very least, I suggest parents read it. And even if it's a pain in the butt, don't, don't, you don't have to send that one back the next day. You know, yeah. you can hold on to it. What are they going to do? Are they going right. to give you a zero? They're not giving you a zero. They can't. They can't. They legally can't. So you can you can hold on to it until you have read through it. If you're comfortable with everything and you want to sign it, by all means, but I wasn't comfortable with a number of things. And, and I didn't even realize that I should have probably, you know, X'd out what I didn't like initial and, and then signed back. I just refused to sign it and send it back. And I don't know what I'll do this year because at this point, I think they're probably, they're not going to bug me about it because I didn't sign, sign it last year, but you do not have to sign that handbook there to, and they can't do anything. And, and if, the school has a problem and is actually punishing your child because you haven't sent the handbook back. That's something that you should do with citizen support on, yes. to be honest. Yes. 
absolutely. That's when you file a citizen's report with us for sure. Yeah. That's hands yeah. down. Um, I'm going to jump back. No, I'm not, not yet. This is a, this is a good one. This is something that I'm, you know, seeing again, like just makes my skin crawl. Do I have to provide proof of vaccine slash get my child a COVID vaccine or booster? And maybe we're not even just talking. I mean, again, my kids for the most part had all of their childhood vaccines, you know, they're, they're uh, whatever, but like, there are certain ones now that I'm like, I've done research on that. I'm like, mm, I don't think we want to do this one. Like, I just don't think it's necessary. I've done the research on it. So please don't like label me as like whatever, but I've done some homework, a lot more homework than I did before. I was just kind of following blindly the schedule. And um, I think this is an important topic because there are a lot of people who have kind of become more reluctant to just follow the schedule and they want to make, uh, you know, maybe not mainstream decisions for their kids. And I'm not saying again, like, I'm not saying about completely like, I know that some vaccines do have a purpose. I'm not trying to be like anti-vaccine. I'm just saying, especially like even this COVID vaccine, you know, which is a new thing. And this was, there were a lot of, a lot of people who were saying that the, that, well, even the, the colleges were, which were private institutions for the most part, were saying that it was mandatory that you had a vaccine before you came back to school. We started to see that maybe that would become a thing in the public school systems, which thankfully it hasn't in Pennsylvania. But I mean, these are things that are definitely in the back of my mind, um, so what, I mean, what do parents do about this? Do we have to yeah. bring this, these things? No, that's, that's the thing that I, I think is just another um, reminder to the school and to parents that, especially in the state of Pennsylvania, do not have to provide the vaccine records uh, or the ever have to feel that we are forced or mandated to do any vaccines for our children because there is in uh, Pennsylvania state code, it is, and I, I pulled it up, it is chapter 23, or title 28, chapter 23, exemption from immunization. And there's medical exemption and there's a religious exemption. And the religious exemption doesn't have to mean you have to get, you know, the priest the you have to provide the church it can be um it's i'll just read it children need not be immunized if the parent guardian or emancipated child objects in writing to the immunization on religious grounds or on the basis of a strong moral or ethical conviction similar to a religious belief and in the state of pennsylvania you do not need anything more than a letter sent to your school saying, and, and there's examples of um, letters that you can find. Um, I think we even- I think we're gonna put one up on our website, we right? We can put one on our website. Yeah. But we, that is, that's all that's required for the state of Pennsylvania to uh, exempt your child. And, and you, even if you don't know if you're going to later on exempt your child from a certain vaccine, you can still put that on file and there's nothing they can do about it. even, I mean, my child, my children are up to date on um, all of their required immunizations, but I sent that in because I don't know if they're all of a sudden going to do a COVID mandate, just absolutely, even if it's not legal, I don't want, I wanted this on file Way so that, that, yeah, I, yes, so that Art. it, 
because who knows if things get tied up in court, if they're like, well, well, things are in court, you child can't come to school. Like I wanted this in there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's such a good idea because who knows? I mean, who knows what the next thing is going to be, right? Like we need the monkeypox vaccine, whatever it is, right? Like we I don't just, know. I just don't trust anything. And even if it it's illegal, we know that schools are doing illegal things. So yeah, we so just it's best to have it on. Anytime five. you can protect yourself with something. Yeah, yeah. Amy found a good one. Um, and we're gonna put it on our website under the document library. Just if you, if you want to have one, um, on file, it's not a bad idea to put that there. Um, I want to jump back because this is something that we dealt with quite a bit in the spring. Um, we did an episode on, um, you know, we've talked a little bit about critical race theory, uh, about diversity, equity, and inclusion, social, emotional learning, things like that. These are all things that are coming. If they're not already there in some way, they're coming because, uh, the schools had to adopt that CRSE, which is culturally relevant, sustaining education, right? Um, and so we know that social emotional learning, diversity, equity, inclusion, they're all going to be part of the curriculum in some way. Um, and so this is, this is a tough one because if you check this box, which we think you should on the, um, opt out form, um, this is going to be one where it's going to boggle the administration and the teachers as to how to opt your children out of this stuff. And so, um, I think like for me, I'm personally going to send a cover letter with my opt-out form that says specifically any, um, I think Benny said this, these words, any racial ideology, meaning like one class is inferior, one is superior teaching about, you know, um, the, the black race being oppressed and the white you know, being the oppressor, any of that stuff, or, you know, how you said earlier about Christopher Columbus and, you know, like them trying to kind of change the narrative surrounding his discovery of America and all of those things like that kind of stuff um, is the stuff that I'm going to be specific about so that at least because what the school is going to say is it's going to be up to your child to know that they shouldn't be or, or that this is something they want to opt out of. That's not going to happen. I mean, right. That's not, that's not going to happen. No, it, it's not going to happen because I mean, most of the time your kids aren't even going to notice like, Oh, this might be something that's a little bias in yeah. the assignment. They're, they're just not going to realize that. Right. But if you catch it um, and you address it with the teacher or, you know, the, the principal and, and they're like, you point this out, like, this is an example of something that I've opted my child out of. I don't want any parts of this. Then, okay, they might be educated and then they'll, they'll look for that. Or your kid can come back and show you again, if you catch it again. I mean, with this specific SEL and DEI, we know it's embedded everywhere. So we really know that checking this box on the opt-out is not going to prevent your child from probably being exposed to it. But what it is going to do is going to protect if your child is consistently and you know berated and and exposed to this by a certain activist teacher or if after you've you've gone back to the teacher or the administration and say look this is i don't agree with and your kid says well they're still doing this they're still harping on this then you have this opt out you you've sent it into the school they're aware of it you've made them aware of it and then if it doesn't end or doesn't stop 
you can come to Citizens Advisory and the first thing we're going to say is, well, did you send in the opt-out? Has that been delivered to your school? Mm-hmm. That's uh, an added protection if anything would have to be escalated um, legally. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's just it. It's like we don't expect like magic to happen, right? Automatically, like your child is protected from all of these ideologies. Like it's just probably not going to happen. But it it is up to us to be, you know, diligent in asking our kids what's going on and kind of checking, um, you know, some of the assignments that they've had and and things like that. And then, like you said, the opt-out is really the first step in kind of um, being able to even educate the school itself on some of these things. Um, and so I think to me, I feel so much better now, even just going through those questions together, I feel so much better as a parent being like, okay, like, I know what this is for. This is not like some radical thing. I'm, I'm, I'm submitting to my school. This literally is just stating that I have rights as a parent. My child has rights as a student. And we, I, we expect these things to kind of fall in line at the, at the district level. And we're willing to work cooperatively with you. Um, and so I think that that's kind of the, the, um, the strategy that we have to have going into the new school year. Um, and I think that, you know, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we don't have too many issues, but there, I mean, we know that there are a lot of districts that are very progressive in nature that are going to be combative about it. We know that, um, but we know specifically in RIU, a lot of, a lot of our schools just that we, they're just, I, I don't mean to say this like rudely, but ignorant in terms of like, they really don't know. I, I really think that a lot of our schools don't even believe that they're teaching any kind of um, racial ideology or any of those things. And and maybe for the most part, they're not, maybe they're doing the old school stuff, but there is stuff embedded everywhere. If you just know what to look for, it's there. Um, And so I just think that the opt-out is a great first step. I think we covered some really good ground here. And I hope that this does become a good resource for parents who are a little apprehensive about sending their kids back to school. Um, You know, we're hoping and praying that our kids do have like, a really good school year. They learn the basics. Um, they stay safe, all those things. And we're here if anything needs to be addressed. Yeah, I agree, Jess. And also I think that, you know, this year it's a call to action for for parents to just really try to make an effort to, even if you can't look over every homework assignment, just talk to your kids. Talk to your kids if, if they're at the age where you can say like, have you, you know, just ask casually, like, have you had any surveys or have you, you know, have them know that you're sending in this opt-out so they too know what to look for. And, and because listen, if, if you're not looking and your, your student child isn't aware to be, to be looking, to be made aware, um, you're going to, you're going to miss stuff that we know is out there. And it, it might not be that it's, um, negative from the school. It's just that they also don't know. It's like Jess said, we want this year, um, especially with Citizens Advisory, and since our name is on this opt-out, we want this to be a call to action that as parents, we are going to work with our school districts to just um, really educate and engage each other to to have um, the knowledge of just basically like we know what our rights are. Yeah, absolutely. And I just, yeah, and, and just to conclude, I, I just think that it is so important to be willing to work with the districts in a positive way. Um, we, to emphasize, we don't, we don't want to be combative and, 
um, I think that this is a great way. It's a great start. And I know it's exhausting. Like I get exhausted as a mom sometimes, like it is overwhelming and exhausting. So, um, that's why we're here. And hopefully these little short podcast episodes are things that are just, you can listen to and you can enjoy and you can share with your friends that need them. Um, because you know, we know it's hard to do all of this research and all these things on your own, but just be diligent and vigilant as a parent, um, this year. And, um, you know, again, if you, you can go to our website, citizensadvisorypa.com, go under the document, uh, library tab. That's where you can find our opt-out form. And we're also going to add that letter regarding the vaccine, um, exemption. And you can um, submit that to your school as well, if that's something that you are interested in doing. Um, Reminder that you can find us on Facebook and Twitter, Citizens Advisory of PA. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel if you're enjoying. Also, we have Spotify now and we have, um, we will be on Apple podcast soon and we have Amazon music. So we're, we're a lot of different places. You can subscribe and share and like, and just keep getting the message out because we want more parents to be empowered this school year in this state than ever before. Okay. So, um, thanks again, Amy. Thanks for joining us. This was fun. Hope you guys all have a great week and good luck to the kiddos in school. Yeah. Have a good year. (laughs) Yes. Bye.